from our studios here at the Great South Bay in Long Island, New York. This is our own Turf Wars podcast. Here's your host, Matthew Outlay. Long Island Studios, right here on the Great South Bay. This is the Home Turf Sports Podcast, right here on Home Turf Radio Network. I'm Matthew Ali. I'm your host. Welcome to the first day of September, the first day of the ninth month of the year 2022. And of course, we were. I was originally going to be talking football in regards to the Russell Wilson contract extension. The Denver Broncos signed him to, and we're gonna throw in, and we're gonna throw in some, and we're gonna throw in, and some little college sports, some little like, like trans transfer day football, like soccer or something, soccer. But Danny Ainge changed all that, and of course the next, and of course the next changed all that too. There's plenty of bet, there's plenty of basketball to discuss. We'll, ha- we'll talk about we'll talk about I'll talk about that and we'll talk about the Russell Wilson contract extension later and the transfer deals or right in a little bit of while but right now we got just news that come out of the woodwork according to Bleacher Report after five seasons and just as many playoff berths the Utah Jazz did what was once thought unthinkable, trading Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the senior basketball and senior NBA insider, and he went on a tweet that says, the Cleveland Cavaliers have acquired Donovan Mitchell in a trade. Forces tell in, i.e., actually, that's old him. He said Cleveland would send three first pick, three unprotected first pick round picks, and two pick swaps as part of the deal to get Mitchell. According to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, Lori Markinen, Colin Sexton, and Ochai Agbaji will also head to Utah in the deal. Of course, between trading Mitchell to to Cleveland and the decision to trade Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. The Jazz now have 13 protected or lightly protected draft picks through 2029. Ver Wojnarowski. It's hard, it's hard to believe that Mitchell, who's just 25 years old, is no longer in Utah. He quickly became the face of the franchise. After an epic rookie season in 2017 18, in which he averaged 20.5 points and 3.7 assists per game. In his Jazz tenure, he averaged 23.9 points, 4.5 assists, 4.2 rebounds, 1.3 steals per game, while shooting 41.1% from the field and 36.1% from three. He's a three-time All-Star and one of the most dangerous perimeter scorers in the NBA. And although the duo of Mitchell and Gobert led Utah to five straight postseason appearances, they never got the Jazz past the second round, which concluded a disappointing 4-2 series loss against the Dallas Mavericks in the first round this year, made all the more troubling by Luka Doncic's injury absence for after the matchup. Of course, it was the final straw for that duo. Oh man, they were, and of course, Mitchell struggled in the past with Gobert's cavalier attitude towards the COVID-19 pandemic. And how the Utah medical staff handled his ankle surgery before last year's postseason. Gobert also appeared to call out Mitchell's defensive effort in January, which be- reportedly didn't sit well with him. I mean, there, of course, were there any fist, pl- fist fights there? I have no clue, but... Let's just say it's a mess wet back. Up until this offseason, Mitchell had worked through any issues in Utah. But when the Jazz finished the regular season with seven losses in their final 11 games and failed to get past the Mavs, it became abundantly clear that the team wasn't a championship contender as currently constructed. The belief was that the Jazz would shake up the roster around Mitchell. 
especially once they traded Gobert in July. But Mitchell is following following him out the door, despite having three more years and a player option for a fourth remaining on his contract. Which makes it more more of a mess for that mess for Cleveland now. And and more of a like a like a success for Danny Ainge. But all but all in all, it's the end of it's an end of the era, end of an era in Utah. And the beginning of one in Cleveland where Mitchell will pair with the talented young duo of Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. The the Cavs just missed out on a playoff berth last season and falling in a playoff tournament, play-in tournament. Acquiring Mitchell will make them a major threat in the Eastern Conference going forward, though. That's one thing they got going for them. But for the Knicks, I'm betting there's a lot of pain. I mean, someone fired because he messed up. He he, he dropped the ball. Uh, fire, and some are and some are saying like Chuck Bodie said, apparently on Rose for not keeping to Danny Ainge's price gouging. So yeah, Chuck, and of course I agree with that part. For me, this is kind of if we saw if we traded. All of the young players for just one player for one, it makes us look like it we're idiots right here. This organization would have been made like fools, but you know, because truth of the matter is, the Knicks weren't Knicks and Jazz weren't able to see eye to eye on the draft capital night. Like, the best offer included two unprotected first-round picks, and but in Cleveland's ultimate package, features three plus two pick swaps that are also unprotected. They made it clear they were hunting for future draft capital. I don't care how you feel, but this probably makes Leon Rose more of a genius because. He's not. He's not. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get fleeced here. If we wanted, if we wanted Donovan Mitchell, we would at least got a fair deal out of it. And now we got the. Now we got the. Now we got the young players to deal with. Now we got. Now we got. Still, we still got Obi. We still got Obi. We still got Quick. Uh, we still Imes and Imes. And we. And I'm glad they didn't trade RJ. RJ Barrett. They just signed. They just recently signed into a contract extension. I'll get to that right after these. I mean, these Knicks fans. I mean, they. I mean, they're so. They're so like, like, out of it. Out of it right now. Me. I, me. I'm. Me. I'm happy. That. Me. I'm happy. The Knicks didn't even make. Like a deal, make a deal of that structure. I'm glad that the Knicks did not make a deal of that to make themselves look like the bad ones. I, if this was a, if this was the Knicks of old, then I would have been laughing right about now, because we traded the fine farm, and we would have, but we didn't. But we decided to, but that because there was high of a price. There was too high, too much, and they did the, and they did the right thing. And I probably did. They probably did the right thing. Absolutely, probably did the right thing. Mixed fans like live are just like heartbroken. Just. <laughs> But but me, I don't give it. These fan here's what I can read on Twitter one here. As a hashtag next fan, I'm disappointed. Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland is effing fucking crazy. The Knicks can't just can't do shit right. 
I really don't know why I'm why I still root for this team. I truly don't. I'm I'm like going up front. They just uh, they drop they drop did they drop the bag? I'm like they did. They, I'm like this is this is not on. This is a, this is a, this too much of a deal here. And a lot of and another tweet says, "Us Knicks fans sick over that Donovan Mitchell trade. At least we didn't. At least we didn't get fleeced here." Another Donovan Mitchell goes to the Cavs. Not surprised. The Knicks are the most clueless organization in sports. Period. You can't argue with that. It's a fact. I'm disgusted with the franchise we signed. We signed RJ. Great. We we didn't improve at all. Real Knicks fans will agree. No clueless youngest. I'm like, we got quickly. We got Obi. We got Grimes. We're gonna get Miles McBride. We just signed. We just signed Jalen Brunson to a deal. We just locked in. I say Hardenstein. That tweet. That tweet right there. That tweet right there. Um, is kind of kind of kind of out of bounds there. It's just kind of out of bounds. Am I am I upset with that? No. Am I upset with that? No. And a lot it says, next screw up my tweet. Next screw up trade for Mitchell who actually wanted to play for the Knicks. Embarrassing. I'm like. I mean, you're you willing you're willing to give up the farm. For one person? Are you that are you that pathetic? I mean like I make the and of course and of course we got the memes. They mocked it. We mocked about it. We mocked. We mocked a bit, but that's what when I mean. To be honest, this was okay. Of course, a lot of people need to understand the price tag. The price tag and how Leon Rose would not would not go that far to make that to make that. A uh, more egregious. I'm more excited next time. It's ten man rotation. The ten man. I know it's kind. I know it's gonna be hard. But it's a friggin'. But we're still. I'm still. I know. I'm still. I'm no. We're still like still sober. There's still a little over. Still like. Oh, still like sick for us. Still like sick for us right now. People are gonna be mad about it right now. Tommy Beer on Twitter said, "Of course you'll see Stephen A. and offer hot take artists, another hot take artist, torch the Knicks today, and they'll claim New Yorkers are furious because the Knicks failed to land Mitchell. But not, but that's not close to accurate, in my opinion. Were there plenty of fans, Knicks fans, that wanted Mitchell? Absolutely. In fact." Nearly all Knicks fans would have loved would have loved that Mitchell coming to MSG, and some were willing to give up anything and everything via trade to bring him home. However, from what I've seen, the majority of the Knicks fans only wanted to trade Mitchell if the price was right. I personally agree. And of course, and of course. Of course, of course, Pete Rosenberg on Michael K's radio program said, "If I'm a Knicks fan, I feel good right now because that fleece trade of that we're not gonna get fleece, we're not supposed to be my guys from no better. If this was the mel, this would have been the mellow trade all over again. Another tweet as a Knicks fan, why the hell would you want Donovan Mitchell?" To come over here. 
Why would you want Donovan, why the hell would you want Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson to be our backcourt there? Both near really good, but both struggle defensively. This is perfect for the Cavs. We have good defensive pieces around Donovan Mitchell. DG isn't a bad defensive guard. And they're just, I'm just happy to be like Darius Gordon versus Darius Harlan. It's happy to be an X fan. That's a good, that's a good thing for me. Because it is the best interest. Sometimes one tweet says better. God, I hate being a Knicks fan. But sometimes, but probably best we did a trade for Mitchell. It would have been the the Mellow trade 2.0. And you can say what you want and say what you want. Say what you want about Leon Rose. I think it's a own... Said, I'm so proud of Leon, man. He did a great job. We kept all the young guns and have a great direction moving forward. Giving up all that for Donovan Mitchell is just a classic Knicks move that wouldn't end well. Now time to move Randall. You still got you still got guys like Barrett and Topman and Quickly and Mitchell Robinson. I mean, this is a great move. This is still uh, if you are a Knicks fan. We should say, oh great. Maybe maybe this could maybe this move doesn't hurt. If we may, probably may not do not you do not expect this team to just give up the farm for one person. It would have been like this. We traded our entire future for one motherfucking person. And yet we're gonna be a playoff team. Y'all are not y'all are insane. Y'all insane. Which is why I'm more proud to be a Knicks fan because Leon Rose did not get fleeced. Leon Rose checked this guys and decided to make a good move of his own. I.e. Reciting R.J. Barrett, and of course Leon, and of course Leon did when it was, and then they actually announced that just minutes after Donovan Mitchell was traded to Cleveland. I mean, the New York, of course, the uh, press release says the New York Knicks announced today that the team has signed guard guard slash forward R.J. Barrett. To a contract extension, terms of the deal was not were not disclosed. And of course, and what does Liam Rose have to say? We are thrilled to announce a well-deserved extension for R.J. Barrett, a core piece of our team's foundation. At only 22 years old, he has elevated his game each season, each season solidifying himself. He will continue to improve because of his passion for the game. And his de- and dedication to his craft. We want to continue to build our team and culture around players like Arche, who possess these values and qualities. Right after, the, and it was right after, right after the trade. I read the Mitchell trade. You know what? And, I, and I'm not. I'm not mad at. Fans could say mad about the timing, mad about about the timing, but the Knicks, Knicks made good moves in their, my part. They made the decision. They made the decision to make that to make. They made that decision on the not get fleeced, to not get screwed over, and yeah, maybe it got maybe it pisses off Knicks fans. About the R.J. Barrett about the timing of the Barrett extension, and that's gonna and of course this is a, and of course Knicks fan base don't even care probably don't even care they just want the season to start they want to build the young players they want to build the young players and they just fall, and and let's move on from there. I think about you know what I think about it. I think it's the best move going forward. 
the best moves going forward. And you don't, Donovan Mitchell, and then we got a point guard. We locked up RJ, RJ and Mitch. We got a solid guard center and backup center in Hardestein, Isaiah Hardestein. And if we're lucky, we might be a playoff team. I think of. Um, I guess I guess the I guess the frustration of Nick fans are like they're tired of waiting, but we're we're building this team the right way. And that's gonna be and that's a, uh, I mean, are we mediocre? I mean a lot and I guess the and I guess you get. I mean, we should be. We should. We should do. They should do more of a ability to build a team just like that. If the next or fail, they'll fail. That's just me being a fan. I grew up with this team for years. I can't even stop. There are times when I can stomach the Nets. Of course, I watched them on for free television when I was a kid. Kid on Channel Three Sports Channel now. MSG Plus when they were in New Jersey I put up, I put up with the Nets when they were I put up with the Nets when they were winning and he winning when they had Jason Kidd and the Knicks started to stink and I and sometimes when they invaded Brooklyn it's hard I don't even consider myself a Nets fan but I'm a full blown Knicks fan because I grew up watching, grew up watching Knicks on TV. Even I mean, if it's national televised, we couldn't get MSG as a kid. I couldn't even my family could get MSG when I was a kid. This franchise is starting to show you that they're not gonna get fleeced. They want the right, what's fair. Leon Rose should be applauded for that. And I guess, and I guess this is the best move going forward. Donovan Mitchell style cap. And now the Knicks will have to focus on other things, like you know, maybe off offloading um, Cam Reddish or Julius Randle, something like that. So, but that's it. But that's it. Going to do it for the segment. I'm going to take it long on this episode, but but that's what it's going to be. But stay tuned for this. Hunter Sports will be right back right after this word. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Hunter Radio, and we'll be right back right after this. I know, I get it. You're looking for the best shirts in town, something that associates with the area, or something like that. Let Mac of Amityville help you out. Of course, Mac is the home of the of Mac T-shirts, Long Island Toss T-shirts, Island Tribe T-shirts, and plenty of cool stuff, merchandise you can find. This is the best part shop you ever find here, shop in Amityville. Well, check them out down on down on Route 110 and 10 at, next to the next to the Amityville Amityville train station. That's that's minutes from the Amityville train station. I mean, and don't forget to check them out and check them out today. Long you got Rucker Harlem has Rucker Lincoln Queens got Lincoln, but um, but Long Island has the Mac. In the biggest move in the Rob Walton era of Denver Broncos football, they just locked up their QB for five years, for five more years. CBS Sports reports that the Denver Broncos and nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson agreed on a contract extension. The team announced on Thursday the new deal is worth. $245 million over five years, including $165 million in guarantees. That's according to Ian Rappaport. As CBS Sports NFL insider Jonathan Jones reported, noted, the Walton Penner Group took over on August 9th and got this deal done within the first four weeks of ownership. Of ownership. And of course, he said. Of course, General Manager George Patton said. Peyton said, "In a just in a, just a few short months with the Broncos, Russell has already had a dramatic effect on his organization, both on and off the field." 
its leadership, work ethic, and championship mentality have helped elevate our team in partnership with Coach Hackett, his teammates, and his staff. I would like to thank Greg Penner and our entire ownership group for the support and the resources to get this long-term extension done. I also appreciate the collaboration and the communication with Russell's agent, Mark Rogers, along with Rick Hurtado and on our staff. We will continue to focus on building and maintaining a championship Russell, no championship roster, with Russell as our quarterback well into the future. So they paid him for like money. They paid him like four, five. He's 33 years old. He's entering his first year with the Broncos since being acquired from the Seahawks in a deal in a trade march. Of course, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett has always always been known to develop the game plan around his quarterback rather than making that quarterback adhere to his game plan. Of course, a partnership in the Rocky Mountains sounds like it's off to a great start. Coach Hackett says he is truly a 24-7 kind of guy. He wants to be great. He wants to know everything. No small thing is less important than another thing. That's what Hackett said in an interview with SiriusXM Radio. All of those rumors that I've heard are so true. It's just watching him on how he works, how he studies. It is it is year-round for him. It is not just during the season. That is something that he has just continually shown. And one would assume fans are waiting anxiously to learn whether or not the let Russ cook phrase has followed him to the AFC West or if it's a thing of the past. Wilson's contract ranks highest, ranks third highest in total guarantees, which is behind Cleveland's Deshaun Watson and uh, Arizona's Kyler Murray. Of course, despite suffering a broken finger in week five of the 2021 regular season against the Rams, the Wisconsin product missed just three games. Those were the first first games he missed in a career. Ending a streak of 149 consecutive games started by an NFL quarterback, which is sixth for all time. He has completed 64.8% of his pass attempts for 303,113 yards, 25 touchdowns and 6 interceptions in 14 games. DJ Metcalf and Tyler Lockett remain in the Pacific Northwest following the trade, but the talent pool is not shallow in Denver either. K.J. Hamler and for, former first-round selected Jared, Judy, Judy, compliment ball winner Cortland Sutton, tight end Albert Ogwe-Bonham steps in for Noah Fat, who was dealt to Seattle as part of the Wilson trade. If, the, if healthy for the duration of the upcoming season, Wilson is expected to eclipse 4,000 career passing yards, a feat 22 other quarter, NFL quarterbacks have accomplished. He currently ranks sixth among active quarterbacks. Of course, he has 37,059. Find Joe Flacco, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and, and of course, Don Brady. Greg Penner said in the statement, This is an exciting day for the Broncos and our fans as we can announce a long-term commitment to Russell Wilson as our franchise quarterback. I want to commend George Patton and his staff for their hard work and, the dil- and diligence in reaching this agreement, which has been a top priority for our organization. In addition to being a terrific quarterback and winner, Russell is a dynamic leader whose positive impact is felt throughout our entire team and community. Our organization is fully committed to winning and competing for Super Bowls with Russell as a Bronco for many years to come. This is a great move for the Broncos right now. Even if he's as a little slow in the steps. This move will probably make them make a more long term, more long term, more like for, to, with Russ as the guy. I remember such a thing when the Rams, when the 49ers traded Joe Montana to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, the Chiefs made the playoffs twice in Montana's career. The Niners didn't make, Niners didn't make the, Miners made the playoffs once Montana left, too. They even won a Super Bowl in 94. 
I don't know if the Seahawks will make the playoffs this season, but if if the Broncos are playoff contenders, then I'm pretty much then I'm pretty much excited for it. You got you have to be a great team to be built around. You got a great quarterback. You got a great wide receiver and Gordon Sutton and younger guys and young young guns and young receiver, young guns receivers and and Hamler and Judy. You got a good tight end who is still dealt in part into Seattle as part of that trade. I mean, you get you get a, you're gonna get pieces. You're gonna get you're gonna get pieces. I wish I could say that's for the Giants, however. But at the end of the day, you know, it's pretty much it's pretty much it's pretty much more to do with the Broncos than it says about the player. I mean, the player wants to stay right here. But if this, I would be, I would be thrilled. This, is, I would say this: the Broncos got a winner. The Broncos got a, and now, and that's gonna, and it's gonna be competitive for the NFC, AFC West right now. There's like three quarterbacks that are probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be Wilson and Mahomes. Probably, man, they're going to make the playoffs. Derek Carr and um, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, they're good quarterbacks, but probably not much. Probably not going to make, probably not playoff material, but it is what it is. I will be blunt. I will be blunt. If I were an owner, this is about more business than organ than the ownership than organization. This this deal speaks to me that they are really committed to West long term, and that's saying a lot. You may hate me for saying you may hate me for saying it, but. The Broncos, mm, the Broncos got what they wanted wanted in Wilson. I'm sure they, I'm sure they couldn't get it done with the likes of Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, but at least he's got, at least he's got paid, and that's the, and that's the, and that's pretty much for the best. A lot of money, a lot of, lot of money, a lot of, a lot of money. And hey, say a lot right there. A lot of people, a lot of people, there are a lot of memes, a lot of stories coming up. But that's, that's pretty much it. That pretty much says, that pretty much says to the player. They really want to make, because they, they finally got what they wanted. More, but that's gonna split, split this segment away. Step away. Um, we got transfer talks in just a minute. You're listening to Home Turf Sports right here on Home Turf Radio Network. If you listen to us on Spotify, you got it. If you listen to us on Google Podcasts, you got it. If you listen to Swanker, you got it. We'll be back after this. I know your shirts are bland, your hats are bland. Your businesses are bland, bland, so why not give it a facelift with L.I. Tops? L.I. Tops is is Long Island's home for custom shirts, custom bats, and of course, putting up up vinyl banners for you and all your stuff for, for your businesses and whatever have you. Long Island Tops is home to some of the with some of the best guys in the business and work to get this get make sure your product stands out from the best don't forget to visit them don't forget to give them a chance to stick it out 
L-I Tops. If it ain't us, it ain't lit. That's L-I-T-O-P-E-Ops. Well, it's that part of the year when transfers happen in Europe's five soccer leagues, i.e. like the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Liga 1, Syria. There's a lot of things going around. This is what we. It's a lot of things going around, and of course, the score reports. There are plenty of done deals, plenty of stories to go around, and yeah, well, I'm not gonna break it down with you. Let's start with the done. Let's start with the done deals, shall we? Of course, other areas of Eric Ten, Eric Ten Hag's Manchester United probably needed attention before they recruited another wide attacker. How about a right-back or a deep-lying midfielder to complement or compete with Casemiro? The club will apparently sign Martin Dubraca as David De Gea's backup, but shouldn't it sign a higher-profile goalkeeper who could seriously challenge the Spaniard for the number one jersey? Nevertheless, United signed Anthony. No doubt he's entertaining through his array of party tricks and along with Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho. He can help forge a fluid, unpredictable, and dangerous attack. Plus, the Brazilian is the almost star is only 22. But analyzing this deal will always come back to defeat. Transfer market currently values the winger at 35 million, just over a third of what the Red Devils actually paid. I chief executive and former Red Devils goalkeeper Edwin Vandersaar may have pulled off a masterstroke in raising almost 170 million euros through the sales of Anthony and Lissandro Martinez to United, giving him the chance to rebuild the Dutch Giants. How would this make United better? I mean, it like I said, like I said, it comes back to the price. It comes back to what you pay for. They paid him like one hundred. They paid them. They paid one hundred million dollars, million pounds, euros, on a dude who's like one, like thirty-five million euros. I guess this is Eric Ten Hag's way of showing. I want my. I want my guys to play here. I want my guys to play. No way to put it. But that's the way it's going to be, so United got their man. And of course, another done deal. City, both City, Manchester City, Manuel Akanji's departure from Borussia Dortmund appeared to be inevitable when he slipped down the pecking order following the summer's arrivals of Nicolas Sule and Nico Schlotterbeck. He's yet to make an appearance this campaign with his last outing being Switzerland's Nations League win over Portugal in June. And there was also the looming prospect of him leaving Dortmund for free next year for when his contract expired next June. That's why Manchester City got the defender for such an affordable price on deadline day. 17 million pounds for it. Where Akanji fits, quite fits in at the Etihad Stadium remains to be seen. Pep Guardiola already had four senior center backs to choose from. Two of whom are right-footed, Ruben Diaz and John Stones, while the other two are left-footed, Nathan Akai and Amrik Laporte. There's all there was balance, but perhaps Akanji's arrival hints at a more serious injury for Laporte, who's yet to play this season. Akanji is right-footed, but is almost equally comfortable with his left, and his physicality and distribution at the back should suit the Premier League. So that right there is a good move in for Pep's eye part. I mean, Pep Guardiola made that decision. I think that's a good decision. Of course, that is where you make the most for it. So that trend, that right there is a win on win on the defending Premier League champions part. Another Dundee, a season-long loan with 37.5 million euros to buy. Arthur Mello will join Klopp's, Jurgen Klopp's side. 
Just days ago, Jurgen Klopp urged Liverpool owners, Liverpool's owners, to risk a bit more in the transfer window in search of a midfielder that could bolster the squad and alleviate the club's entry crisis at the position. Well, you don't have to look that far. Klopp has unquestionably built up en enough trust in Anfield to warrant the backing of ownership, and they listened to some degree as the Reds signed Arthur Mello on a season-long loan from Juventus on Thursday. The accurate, high-volume passer who operates at the base of midfield, the Brazilian footballer's career has badly stagnated since he moved to Italy as part of the now-infamous swap deal with Merlin Janic in 2020. Injuries, injuries slowed his progress almost immediately in Turin. Eddie could never fully integrate himself into either Andre Pirlo's or Max Allegri's plans. Of course, this signals a very low-risk move for Klopp in Liverpool, who badly needed another body in central midfield to at least weather the current storm. The loan will cost $4.5 up front, and the Merseyside outfit will have a 37.5 million euro option to make the deal permanent at the end of the season. If the Brazilian lights it up at Anfield, he'll prove a relatively cost-effective permanent signing. If not, he can be shipped right back to Turin for the aforementioned nominal loan fee. Another story that follows right here. Um, Chelsea, languishing to begin the new campaign, needs someone to act as the focal point of a fuss of stuttering attack that has generated just six goals through five Premier League matches so far. Far in times of need like this, managers often turn to familiar faces, and that's what that's exactly what Thomas Tuchel appeared to be doing. Appears to be doing, dipping into his Borussia Dortmund connections. The Blues have reportedly agreed to a in a deal, in principle, to sign Pierre Emerick Aubameyang from Barcelona with left-wing back Marcos Alonso and 14 million euros going into the opposite direction. Of course, given despite their staggering transfer window standards, Barca's long-standing stand interest in an aging Alonso is odd. Chelsea's need for Aubameyang, though, is crystal clear. Kai Harvest and Raheem Sterling have excellent attacking qualities, but neither is an actual scorer. Aubameyang the former Arsenal captain, who will likely relish a return to London, will give Tuchel that exact profile without sacrificing fluidity up front, with both Romelu Lukaku and Timo Warner shipped out, and Armando, Bro and Armando Brojas are still a little too raw. Adding a striker before the window closed was a no-brainer for Tuchel and the free-spending Blues. Not content with just upgrading the attacking options, Chelsea have also reportedly agreed to sign midfielder Denis Sakaria on an initial loan from Juventus. The Swiss international, who only joined Juve in January, is undergoing medical checks in Italy before finalizing a switch that would include a £30 million purchase option. option. With Nicola Conte sidelined yet again, the Blues midfield badly needed another mobile player who could cover ground and occupy a box-to-box -box role while Juventus needed to create room at the position after adding Leandro Paredes from Paris Saint-Germain. Of course, the biggest overhaul ever? Well, Nottingham Forest's rebuild since their promotion from the championship is one of the stories of the summer. Steve Cooper took the squad from the bottom of the second tier and into the Premier League via the playoffs after his appointment last September, but he clearly thought a lot of his players weren't equipped for top-level life. I, I just asked Derby County in 2008. Of course, popular first-team members were soon allowed to leave. Captain Lewis Graben, Joe Lolly, and Bryce Samba along, among them, while four seemingly signed anybody who was interested. Chelsea's Michi Bashuai and Blackpool's Josh Bowler are on the verge of joining following Willie Bowley to Forest on deadline day. BBC report, BBC Sport reports the deals will take Forest's number of incoming transfers to 21 this, in this window, testing Cooper's team-building skills. In the tricky in the tricky tease, his first Premier League campaign since 1998-99, the 
for Bashwide, a move to Forest, where represented six separate loan spell. Since joining Chelsea in 2018, Cooper will hope the striker is full of motivation as he eyes Belgium's World Cup campaign later this year. Meanwhile, Blackpool winger Bowler will be in a affordable transaction at around $4 million. But Forrest haven't just rooted in the bargain bin. Exciting frontman Taiwo Awanji and right back Nico Williams cost like $17 million, million apiece. And, and the most eyebrow-raising arrival of the window has undoubtedly been Morgan Gibbs White. From Wolverhampton Wanderers, the midfielder could co- eventually cost around forty million. And the most I wanted, the most I wanted superstar out there. I mean, I mean, just at, just ask, just ask everybody. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo wanted something more. He wanted to supplement his goals tally in the Champions League rather than venture to the more unfashionable corners of the continent than in Europa League. He was apparently unimpressed with Manchester United's recruitment and a battle defender Aaron Maguire keeping the captain's armband. But while news of Ronaldo's ask to leave Old Trafford reverberated around the globe, it didn't rouse a European giant to action. Paris Saint-Germain and Chelsea quickly ruled themselves out of the signing of the Portuguese forward. Bayern Munich CEO Oliver Kahn said acquiring the 37-year-old wouldn't fit with our philosophy. Atletico Madrid fans protested when their club was linked with Ronaldo. Real Madrid and Juventus, two of his former employers, kept quiet. It's been two months since his transfer request, and with hours left of the summer window, it appears that Ronaldo is going nowhere. Unless a miraculous 11th hour move happens, it's difficult to know where the increasingly flavored gate fits into Eric Ten Hag's plans. United belatedly kickstarted the season with a 2-0-2-1 home win over hated rivals Liverpool with their aggression and tempo unsettling Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp's side. Would the Red Devils have played with the same intensity with Ronaldo up front? Probably not. True. Ronaldo scored 18 goals across 30 Premier League appearances last season, but there's a reasonable argument that the, the likes of Rashford and Sancho would have played more freely without the veteran constantly demanding service from inside the 18-yard box. Indulging Ronaldo worked for, worked for Ronaldo, but it didn't work for United, who finished 6th in the Premier League and suffered early exits from the Champions League, FA Cup, and the League Cup. Whatever happens, it promises... To be a fascinating few months while Ronaldo prepares for what will likely be his last World Cup this winter. Go figure. And then there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of good moves here. Like, they say like Hector Bellerin to Barcelona. Who doesn't love a feel-good story about returning to your roots? Bellerin, no longer a part of Arsenal's plans, is on the verge of a free transfer to his hometown club, Barcelona where he began his career as a member of the youth team. And of course, Douglas Luiz will go to Arsenal. In the wake of Mohamed Elneny's hamstring injury, the Gunners are scouring the market for additional midfield cover and have honed it on the Aston Villa player. Uh, who is reportedly pushing for a move. That in somewhere in the 25 million pound range could be enough to steal a deal, even though Villa said no, no, he's not for sale. But there are some good transfers there, like Carlos Soler to Paris Saint Germain, Francisco Acerbi to Inter, Sergino Dest at AC Milan, even Frankie de Jong is staying at a price. Same for at a salary slash price. But now that deadline day is over. In January, in the January, and of course the January transfer deal window is coming up at the start of 2023. It's going to be an incredible, like, next few months to see how things turn out right now. We're going to wrap this up in a pretty bow right after this. You're listening to Home Turf Sports right here on the Home Turf Radio Network. And if you straight get us on Spotify, you're going to also get us on Anchor. But if you get us on Anchor, you get us on, you get us on Google Podcasts. 
And also follow us on Twitter at Home Turf Radio. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, uh, and of course, we'll wrap this up right after this. Now you can listen to Home Turf Sports on your on Google Podcasts. Check us out every weekday on our, check out the link in our description to check out our new home for home, just in case you don't even have Spotify nor Anchor. The Home Turf Sports Podcast every day on Anchor, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check us out today. I got real bad news to report, Giants fans. Blake Martinez, our line, linebacker, is had is sent packing from the New York sent packing. But in order to make room for of course they just locked up Tyree Phillips off waivers, off from the Baltimore waiver, waiver Ravens. I mean, this was probably the biggest gut punch. I mean, if we are in, we're gonna rebuild that offensive line. We gotta make sacrifices, and that, ha- and of course, it just starts with Blake Martinez. I feel like I'm like, at least we learned that Gentleman is like Dave Gentleman, the cabane that gave Gentleman made us pathetic. This was probably his life, and of course, they just decided a show show and decided to make that move more important than that. I mean, that to me speaks volumes. We need to build the O-line. I would like to keep the defense. I wish best of luck is future. I welcome Tyre Phillips Tyree Phillips and Phillips to the offense to be the Giants O-line and, I'm, and hope that everything and hope that the Giants can do better offensively as well as on the defense. The season's like the season's like starts like sweet. You can't blame it. You can't blame him for making this move. But that's gonna do it for this edition of Home Tour Sports. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next time with an all new episode. So long everybody. <laughs>